I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. And I'm April, sex toy maven, VP of Hot Octopus, and I've dedicated my life to the business of sex. We're two people with a passion for educating and inspiring shame-free conversations about sex and relationships. Welcome Welcome to the the Shameless Sex Revolution. Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to ShamelessSex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, Use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Shameless Sex Podcast. April, if you could sum our podcast up in two words other than shameless sex, because that's cheating, what would you say? Slip and slide. That's three words, but uh, actually, no, no, that's two. It's just two. It's like in, in, slipping, slipping slightly. Oh yeah, let's see. Oh, I see what you did. Okay, cool. I mean, technically, the and <laughs> is just a letter. So this episode is with Doctor Castillo and Remy Pie NP, whom we both have seen in person uh, for our own work on our ho- hormones, our health. Remy has been on our show for episode one twenty, the STI or. The episode, the STI. I think it was the, the STI we just had episode. Another epi- STI episode. Yes, that's a lot of STIs and remember. And um, it is very informative and helpful. And this is for folks of all bits, genders, on how to have the ultimate sexual pleasure and health as you age, whether you are 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80. And there's a lot of fun things. And it's in person, which makes it even more fun. And this episode, yes, it's not just for people as they're aging. No, that's what I said. 20, we're all aging. 30, 40, 50. You're not living yeah. or dying, yo. No. So <laughs> let's get real. And why would we not want to have the ultimate sexual pleasure and health, no matter what our age is? That's why we're both actually going to see Dr. Castillo and Remy. Which we didn't organize because we're going tomorrow, but like, my appointment's at two and yours is at four? Why mine's do we at, do that? Mine's at 340. <laughs> I know, that's so funny. We could have carpooled. We're going to be both uh, maybe walking with a limp after our testosterone pellet implant. Oh, yeah. Well, I've been doing the cream. You can't do any squats thing. or anything after that. Oh, shit. I'm going to get all my squats in tomorrow morning. I'm serious. I worked out really hard the no, last I'm, few thank days. Thank you for reminding me because I forgot about you can't <laughs> otherwise you get busted I don't I don't think a stitch you, but you there's no stitches involved no there's not <laughs> we could bust they'll explain more as you listen yes. um, <laughs> and it's not just about that there's a lot of other pieces there and Dr. Castillo has pioneered various aspects of I know which sounds weird you're like so this this dude pioneered a whole bunch of aspects about vulva owners sexuality her health and sexuality related causes issues advancements optimization and but i've talked to so many people whether there is patients or not that speak so highly of him he's so also, so active in remember this. april umac who was yeah, on our she show. was she was talking about she him. was the first one that had what well, we had remy on our show be- yeah. prior to her actually joining dr castillo's practice because remy now works directly with Dr. Castillo and April Umac, who I've worked with many times, was on our show in She's person. Like, Dr. Castillo, yes. we're like, uh, and yeah. Then she was talking about Swan Medical and <laughs> yeah. Dr. Castillo. And then I set up an appointment nearly, I think, three days after yeah. that that interview with April Umec. Because April and I were like, did a full hormone you, April, panel. We're like, everyone should And I have be, some shit out of whack. I knew it. We all, well, I, yeah. So I, this is not, so again, if you're 20, listen to this episode and as we age, there are reasons why it's helpful to get hormone panels and I've told understand so many your body. People about 
that panel and then I want to see your panel. I'll I'll show it. Show to me you. your panel. And I want to compare numbers <laughs> because Remy had suggested the the blood work that you get done and then you can get it sent in. And so I had sent that to my friends in the UK who can't access Dr. Castillo because they yeah. live in London. And so I sent that to some of my friends who are they're between 30s to 40s and uh, I don't know. Now they're like, I got to go get a they, hormone. They all have said, because <laughs> yeah. they're like, that makes a lot of sense yeah. that my hormones are shifting and I had kids. Or, or I, even I when people feel like uh, the brain fog or like they're just constantly really down, we just think, oh, it must be X, Y, and Z. But hormones have so much to do with it. And you then that sleep well. Yeah. And then it's related to other aspects angry of your health. Spice. So. Yeah. If I was a spice, Sassy I'd be spice. angry spice. I'd, I'd be baby bitchy spice. spice. <laughs> You'd be baby spice. I'd be I'm, no, spice. I'm fucking scary spice. <laughs> no, only to dudes. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, anyway. sorry, any dudes listening when I was scary spice. So before we dive into that, I just want to say, so April says slip and slide. So we were talking earlier and I just want to give this shout out to like how fucking awesome my life is. Uh, and this is not selfish, but I just want to say, that's you know, a bit selfish. It's selfish, but I got to go. To I'm doing an air clap for you. Thank you. Long a two day birthday party that had a slip and slide where I got naked and had two different men rub Uber Lube. She sent me a video. One of them's the creator of Uber Lube is my dear friend and all over my body, but I was like only that from the neck down. Okay. And you don't need to get in my orifices. Okay. This is for a slip and slide. So they're super respectful. And then I, I slip, but so, so when you I did sli- well slipping down that slide. Well, yeah, but my landing's not so great. But, but you got caught. <laughs> oh yeah. And, well, no, so I asked him because I was like, oh. I'm going to slip the fuck out of this because I'm covered in Uber lube. Whereas like most people without Uber lube, they'd stop like halfway through. <laughs> it was very cute. It, there was just water on the actual and slip like and a little slide, hill. Like a typical I think they put like a smidge of Uber lube, but like my, you, my whole body was covered in. So I was like, I need to catch her at the bottom. Yeah, because you were sliding. Because I would have gone five feet into the grass. And so my, uh, uh, the owner of creative Uber lube was there. I was like, can you be my catcher? And he totally caught, it was like one of those football dive no soccer where you're like the goalie and you're like to the left to the right i got you so that was super cool you were like if you were the the puck or whatever they do in <laughs> curling at the olympics i was they, when they shove something yeah it's down like hockey the ice. yeah yeah he's the goalie it's like curling like catching a Amy. naked lady covered in the lube he created and yeah. it was so much fun uh so there's that and then uh and also no, no skin problems oh, after uh, no 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 awesome. i have multiple bruises but it they were from up over there oh yeah well you know me amy and a trampoline is a different story so okay (laughs) but also i had two different people uh volvo owners come up to me and they were like praising omgs not even knowing that we've been praising omgs for a long time and they were like oh my god this this program omgs this online program changed my sex life they didn't even know we talked about it no no idea oh wow no idea and they were like like changed my sex life entirely my connection to my own body and then i can like share that with my partners and i was like fuck yeah so by the way did you know that they're a sponsor and they're like had no idea so just wanted to say that super cool and i highly advise that you do a slip and slide with uber living in your body but have a catcher otherwise it's dangerous <laughs> i'm going back to chicago for family vacation 
And your family probably wouldn't be. No, but I am going to recommend that we get a slip and slide. I mean, my 12 year old nephew is probably going to love a slip and slide, but I'm not I'm not going to have any Uber. (laughs) I mean, I will. It would be better if you did personal. use. Yeah. Yeah. I will be like, you know what? I do want to slip and slide because when you sent me that video, it inspired me. I used to love a slip and slide. It's fun. Even if you're not graceful like me. Oh, my God. I got to experience one. Welcome. All right. So we're going to do a sex question, but I want to say two different announcements. Number one, we get emails. Emails all the time from folks asking, how can I become a sex educator, a sex and relationship coach, or get into the field of human sexuality where I am a teacher or a guide or something? And uh, we have a whole blog post about this, but something is coming up and is via Layla Martin L. A Y L A. And she has been on our podcast, I think four times now. She's been in several times. We've done actually in person yeah. work with her. She's a fucking badass. She's a phenomenal. And, and she's a wonderful educator. So many offerings. And so you can take other ca- classes, courses, but she has a coaching program to be a coach. It's coming up soon. I believe it starts in like July or August, but sometime soon. It might even have a wait list. But if that is something you're interested in, so a reminder, just go to our show notes. You can find the link. Go click that. You find all the offerings, including this coaching program. Last announcement for a fun sex question. Uh, You've also heard, if you're a regular listener, uh, Midori on our podcast talking about all kinds of things from role play to how to be a dominant uh, vulva owning human in the bedroom. And Midori only offers this, I I don't know, a couple times a year. I think she might only have one spot left. And it's her her forte, I think, femme, uh, unleash your authentic power from the bedroom to the boardroom uh, workshop course etc that is coming up and you should go and check it out if you're like I want to be a badass and I think it's for vulva owners only but again go check it out can we just say something about Medora she is an OG oh my she God. is one of the leading sex educators in the world people pay her so much money to do what she does if you ask the sex educator like, do you know who Midori is they're like Everyone fuck, yeah we know She's the best. Incredible. Yeah. She's been on our show a few times and yeah. she's just incredible. She's in our book. Yeah. She's love multiple her. times. actually. Yeah. <laughs> she's incredible. So go check it out. It's Forte. So I think that is how you say it. Forte Femme. So F-O-R-T-E-F-E-M-M-E.com. Again, show notes. Fort Femi. Fort Femi. <laughs> All right. Sex question. Ready? Mm-hmm. All right. It's about sex toys. My fiance and I are looking for new sex toys. Any ideas on new app controlled wearable anal toys that a man penis owner with a prostate, I assume, can wear in public already sounds really fun to me. Also a whisper, quiet vaginal or clitoral toy or toys because we have two kids and are trying to keep our sex life new and adventurous without disturbing them. Oh, and here's a must. They must be waterproof. Please, 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 please help. Thank you. I like the please, 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 please. I know. I'm like, thank you. For many places. Please, and you're welcome. Uh, There's okay. definitely so many options. So here. let's start with that wearable anal toys that you, that a penis owner can wear in their ass in public. I would recommend the Plex with Flex by Hot Octopus because not only is it remote controlled, you can wear that. So anybody with a butt can wear it. So whether you have penis a vulva, anywhere in between. You can put that in and you can click a button and then your partner or yourself can hold the remote and then press and hold. And then it has two motors that can gyrate your prostate and your anal canal. Yeah. So you get like 
two different. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so this it's is like a bro, bro, remote, bro. but not Bluetooth. But I could still be across the room from you and press this button and vibrate your three ass. meters, and no one would know I was doing three it. Three meters. Well, but your reaction might give it away. But you know, that's not on us. It's also got a flat base, so it fits between your cheeks. And it's a great shape you can, too. You could fit it over if you wanted to wear it out in public. You could fit it under your garments garments that, you know depending uh, on what you're wearing the other thing i'd say about this is and that this applies to a lot of uh anal toys that have a curve for a prostate clean it off first if you're using the ass but you could totally use this as a g-spot toy too by the way like it has cur a curved design for that and it's also so the plex is flexible so if you're moving around or you're sitting down like so at a dinner table at perhaps? a dinner table <laughs> or you're out with your kids playing it i don't know that's what they were talking <laughs> the about park. their kids you're at your park or at the, the one-year-old's birthday party you're like okay i got this butt plug in that vibrates and because the neck moves around in a 360 degree uh, it's ergonomic because it moves around with your body. So yeah. it doesn't move around we're unless not you like want twirls. it to. Yeah, no, like, it doesn't twirl. Yeah. However, it does move and it kind of glides it, with your body. It's powerful. And, it, and I'd say, one, it's quiet and you're going to, if you're in public, you probably have pants on or something, which will make it so no one will okay, know. Okay, so here's another thing. Reaction. This would be good because if it was in your butt. Yeah. See, I'm switching. Should we try this? Switch roll swap right oh, now. Oh, we should try this. Because Amy's always like, if I were fucking April. Well, you should just say this more often to me because I'd like it. Oh, okay. I know you do. And if it was inside of you, yeah. it was on and I could just do the treble, which Ooh. is near where kind of the prostate would be or the internal anal canal if you don't have... Uh, prostate. Yeah. So that treble could be like, or like I could the treble, rumbly, treble like, and then I could do the bass, which is by your external sphincter. Where the nerve, most of the nerve endings are. Where the most of the nerve endings or, are. Or, or you can do both of them. In my pussy, after I, I cleaned it or only used it no, for this purpose. we're talking about butts right now. I know we are, but also like April and I are on a date and she put this in my pussy and, <laughs> and then she's like, I'm going to press this button so it gets to you more like your clitoris slash vaginal opening where there's a lot of nerve endings and this one will get to your G spot G area. All right. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love Plex. And it's only 99 flex. bucks. 99 yes. bucks. And all these things we're talking about, you can get at purepleasureshop.com. Just use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX. You get 15% And it's waterproof off. as they requested. Oh, all of these are waterproof. Yes. Okay. okay. So the other one that I would say is the We Vibe Ditto, D-I-T-T-O, ditto. Uh, if you really, really need the app controlled, I honestly prefer a remote than an app. But if you're trying to do it from like another state or country, then maybe you want an app. I think a remote is like more, I don't know, easy to navigate, simple to the point. I don't need to like figure out to open the app and blah, blah, blah. But if you need the app, uh, the WeVibe Ditto is really well known for being great for penis owner folks who would like something in their ass and someone else can control it. Do you want someone from another place controlling your television no <laughs> okay that's how i feel about that if you see you i'd like it because like you i don't know you've, how got, do you you've know, got good you no you watch not. crime shows Actually, fuck that exact, shit exactly all right let's go to the pussy so again we're going with quiet waterproof okay so internal april what you got all right so curve k with a k yeah <laughs> curve curve they're like, see, you are. No, K, you are. With a K has the, because they asked for something very quiet. So this has, again, this treble and bass technology, which Hot Octopus spent years developing and we patented. And it's 
amazing because it's got this little gentle curve, but very rumbly strong motors that when it's inserted, you can barely hear hear anything. Yeah. No one's going to think you're running a vacuum or a hairdryer. It's so quiet and it gyrates your internal bits. So it's a great squirting product. And it has that part, though, that gets the best parts, which is your vaginal opening clit. Yes. And it has a squidgy end like yeah. i like to call it squidgy or squishy it feels so soft like you want to just like bite it yeah. but it's like the uh, the tip of the product it's it feels soft so when you insert it it gyrates on your g-spot and so if you want to use this anally don't because it doesn't have a stopper yeah you have to you would this have to hold on pussy to it. toys this is for the pussy and i'm picky about non-human things inside my pussy and I've tried a number of toys and like, this is one of the only ones I actually really like. I've heard that from so many people because people are like, I don't like internal toys. I personally do not like internal toys. When I use it's curve, a, yeah, you're like, wait, I'll use a curve yeah, because I, I help design it and develop it. So I feel like that's not even why we're talking about that. I didn't I've, help design it. I just like it in my pussy. <laughs> and, I, and I also am not biased because of that. I think that all of our trials that we did with lots of different humans helped that toy be awesome yeah it's probably one of the best it's yeah it's perfect for what you two are talking about here you are talking about with your partner what else you got what do you got all right so what i have is uh you want a like a bit essentially a whisper quiet waterproof external toy for the vulva owning humans so for the clitoris i'm going with the we vibe touch x it was just the we vibe touch now it's the we vibe touch x it's just the more modern updated version uh it's super fucking powerful it's not loud at all and uh it also curves to your body and contours so it can be great for partnered sex so it's just external and you can have your partner on top of you you on your belly use it on your own you on top whatever all the things this is going to work for you likely because everyone's different but if you're looking for powerful quiet and waterproof the we vibe touch x is fabulous and again everything purepleasureshop.com use coupon code shameless sex are these all in the shameless sex picks i believe we have all or most of them on okay. there the we vibe ditto might not be on there j- only because i've j- only tried it once and i didn't get your opinion on it to add it to the shameless okay. sex faves okay. whereas the things that we put on the shameless sex faves are generally things we both tried I was going to look, but I didn't have time. Yeah, We're, well, It's just you and I doing this. Legend, yeah. if he had thumbs, he could have checked for us. That would be creepy. Granted. All right. Uh, okay, you ready bio. for bio? No, stop talking about your dog trying Let's sex do toys. <laughs> no, I had t- typing in about oh. the sex toys. Le- oh, you could be our Jamie. Yes, that's Legend. what I'm saying. Legend, can you look Not this one Not trying up? sex toys, typing what sex toys were available on Shameless. He's like, actually, you this, this, and this, <laughs> but only Amy's tried this, and she really liked it. See, he would be useful. Oh, someday. He's useful. You are useful. I love you. Son of a monkey. All right. Here we go. (laughs) Dr. Castillo is a female pelvic medicine specialist and the founder of Swan Medical Intimate Wellness in Los Gatos, California. He is dedicated to improving quality of life conditions that affect millions of women, is actively involved in clinical research and on several advisory boards to help shape new emerging therapies and advanced treatment protocols for sexual health and pleasure. And Remy Paye is an adult gerontology nurse practitioner who works alongside Dr. Castillo at Swan Medical. Remy has years of experience working as a primary care provider with a deep passion for functional medicine, as well as pelvic health and intimate wellness. To learn more, visit swanmd.com. 
Hey everyone. So uh, it's interview time, but April, before we start, has a joke for you. How do you know if you have a urinary tract infection when you're in France? Uh, it hurts. Nope. European. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we already heard it before, so it's not as yeah, funny. But. No. <laughs> you didn't do your deep belly laugh. Oh, sorry. When I know. It's, well, I do you authentically. Can't I can't fake it. Yeah. Apparently, I have a really fun deep belly It's the best. It's, it's actually my favorite. It's like a cackle. Uh, anyways, hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to our interview of Shameless Sex. Uh, we are very excited today because, one, uh, well, we just love talking about sex all the time. Number two, this is an in-person recording with repeat guest Remy Paye, who's on, I know the episode welcome number, Remy, by the way. Remy. It was episode. Oh, maybe the front. Should I be the front? Yeah, oh. be the front. Back, what? Back, front, all of it. <laughs> episode Remy number. Pagay. Okay, yeah. She the best. Okay, that's episode it. Episode number. Episode number one. one. 20. 20. <laughs> she didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it could have sounded way better. No, um, number 120, uh, the STI episode, which uh, we received, I feel like, more feedback than any other episode uh, because it, and also the first one you outed having herpes. That was the first time I ever herpes. outed. You inspired my, her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I shamelessly outed yeah. having HSV1 yep. genitally. It really spoke to a lot of people. That was hard. And since that then, we have done another uh, STI episode and. Uh, anyways, this is not the episode, everyone, uh, because now Remy has uh, come together to work with Dr. Castillo. And if you listen to, oh, I don't know the number, but three episodes ago with April Umek, she gave Dr. Peter Castillo praise. Uh, he's located in Los Gatos, California, uh, and was talking about his work specifically in, I'm going to say, urogynecology, but not just neurogynecology and pelvic floor health and women's sexual health. Did I say that? All right. I got it. Perfect. Yeah. And I am also a patient at their office now, and I have to commute 30 whole minutes. If you live in LA, you're like, fuck you, that's not far. <laughs> and it's so worth it. I've learned so much more about um, hormone optimization and sexual health optimization and what's available to us now in this day and age uh, for folks of all bits uh, and genders. So before we dive in further, uh, let's, I'm going to open this up. So this is a question for both of you to decide who's going to go first. Uh, we love a story and paper, rock, scissors, paper, rock, scissors. I always say rock, paper, scissors. I always say pop. Oh, okay. Paper, rock. I like paper it. rock. But I always do triple Does rock. Anyone don't, say scissors first? don't out me on my triple rock though. Oh. That is my go-to. Everyone. Yeah. All right, oh, they're yeah. doing it now. Okay. Oh, oh. So someone's going first and we'd like to hear a little bit about your story about how you got to where you are today in the field of sexuality. Paper, rock, scissors, go. <laughs> they're doing it. Oh, don't do triple oh. rock. Oh, triple rock. Yeah. All right. You got it. So paper wins. All right. Uh, so uh, female sexual health is a common issue that many of my patients deal with as a urogynecologist, and they're all quality of life pelvic floor issues. But it's the taboo and the stigma that keeps people from talking about it. So a lot of our patients don't mention their issues that they're having sexuality until the very last minute of the visit. And as they're leaving, and you're about to leave the room, it's I call it the door handle question. Mm. So that became a very common question as to, you know, so how is this going to impact my sexual health? Or, by the way, doc, what do I do about this? This hurts or this isn't working. And it was always the last minute question that made me think and realize and started listening to patients. And we realized that there's a big void because of embarrassment, because I think it's they're alone in this for a variety of reasons. Uh, socially, people just don't talk about, it, especially female sexual health. And it just would, became a very obvious niche for us to fill because no one else is doing it. Patients are living in silence, unfortunately. Um, and that's sort of how we just started embracing it. 
And it took a while for us to really embrace it and really get involved in knowing how to ask questions, how to even approach a a patient about their concerns. Me being a male, six foot tall, bald guy walking in and asking about their sexual health. Are you six foot? I think you're like six three. Yeah. Okay. You look tall. I've got my clogs on. It's like wearing heels. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're giving him praise before. (laughs) (laughs) Shameless. (laughs) Perfect. Anyways, back Um, to the point. (laughs) So uh, yeah, so that's how it all started, Mm -hmm. and um, and it's just been it's just blossomed ever since. So what were you saying when we interrupt you? But being the six foot bald guy, like that 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 is they people use. Don't so, think that you're the person that should be well, sure. helping how, with that? How, or? Well, how do you approach a, a woman that you've never met about intimate concerns that they haven't spoken to their own primary care doctor, their family member about because they themselves are embarrassed? And now here I am walking in the room mm. asking about these intimate concerns. Yeah. So we've become very good about empowering patients to come forward with their information. They share the most intimate concerns that they've ever had um, because they've already tried. It's been dismissed. Or they're embarrassed because their family doesn't talk about these things. And so we find a way to empower them to talk about these things in a way that is non-threatening, non-judgmental. They feel completely open and safe. Mm. Um, and it's a process. And, and when, when you come to visit us, we can go through that process, what it would be like. But it's, it's, um, it starts before they even get to the door, yeah. before they even meet us. I mean, I felt I felt that going there, but I already am like I feel pretty confident talking about I'm, my sexuality. I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, well, Amy, you had sent me Remy's. Well, I had Remy's info, but you're like message you Remy yeah. about because I'm 40, and it's not even being 40. It's it's going through changes. So, well, you have the the PM the, your PMSs a little PM, bit. PM, I, PMS. PMS. What's the PMDD? Probably. Yeah. Or so, something. Major bitch wild. syndrome. <laughs> what do you call <laughs> psychopathic? Yeah. I'm going to kill someone disorder. But I'm like, can you period? bleed already? Yeah. We're yeah. trying to record. Right but before now. we get to that, yeah. uh, also Remy, you, will you please share more about you? <laughs> Yeah. So, so I started off in primary care here in Santa Cruz and really enjoyed that. I got into that too. Um, cause I love developing relationships with people. And as you develop relationships with people, then they start sharing more and more of themselves. Um, and things like about sexuality come up. What I found in my primary care office is that I just didn't have the tools to really be able to help people. So I really was diving into integrative and functional medicine, and I'm really passionate about those things and um, found it really hard to implement within the constraints that I was that I was in and then overwhelmed with just the the amount of um, complexities in, in primary care. And so I thought, okay, if I specialize, what would I specialize in to kind of narrow things down? And I got really lucky. And I uh, sometimes I would be at work late at night charting and I would look on Indeed. Um, <laughs> and I found <laughs> Swan Medical Intimate Wellness with Dr. Castillo. And I would kind of look at it sometimes, but I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to apply. And then one night it was like eight o'clock at night and I was like, do that's it. it. I'm yeah. applying. <laughs> so uh, Dr. Castillo and I started a, a conversation at that time. And uh, it's really become a wonderful place to be able to utilize my functional medicine skills and still have relationships with patients and help people in this way that is often underlooked and there's just not the tools available within primary care. So and we're so happy it's been a great, yeah, it's been a great, yeah. we had a grieve over like, here. I was yeah. like, well, I'm just leaving Santa Cruz. Fuck. I know. And then I was, I was like, okay, you did have a grieving. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> Remy's gone. 
then and then also I was super stoked because you were and so happy. Back. Yeah, and then I'm going <laughs> over the hill now, and and I and I've been there, and I love what you all are doing though, and I just wish it was. Um, something that everyone could experience. Maybe we could talk about that, how people can access this. But well, uh, this is also something important for anyone to note out there. It's not just about aging and hormones or hormone imbalances. This is like, because I, I don't know, something that changed, a lot of folks are still on birth control or they're on some co- kind of contraception. Um, maybe, it, maybe it is hormonal. If you are a, a woman out there um, and a vulva owner that is anywhere from, I don't know, 18, I guess they're supposed to be 18. 18 and up is what we're talking to. Uh, okay. Yes. 18 <laughs> and up. Um, then things happen every week with your body. And every sometimes day, every, every day, every, every, every day, <laughs> I'm trying to go weekly right now because we only launch on Tuesdays. Mine's different every so day. yeah, but it is different every day. And I felt like I hit a point in my life where I wasn't on any sort of hormonal birth control, thankfully, that I was so grateful about because I was starting to understand my body. And having this 40 point was was a point where I really recognized a situation with where my hormones just took a weird turn. And my mom didn't have anything to share with me. And that's why it's like having access to folks that are on the medical precipice of like, oh my God, this is what you need to do. Or this is what maybe uh, you, cause it's not like you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have done that. It's like, Hey, this is what you can do. Hey, what's available. So, yes. And even if you are on hormones or birth control, or even if, because this is so it, I'm trying to get to is that it's for everyone listening, whether, even if your partner was someone that is, well, I have, some, I have some penis or, questions on here too. And like there's, for penis, penis, owners, there's yeah. penis owner questions. They too. have hormones too, right? I'm pretty sure. Wait, do penis owners do have hormones? Pe- they do. Do. do you have hormones? Do they menstruate? <laughs> yes. Do penis yes. owners menstruate? Yes. I've been dying to ask real? this. <laughs> it's I knew thing. it. It's real. Is it? Oh my God. So really? Well, <laughs> seriously? <laughs> I mean, I don't oh, know. Which we question? Do. We tra- we <laughs> menstruating? Yeah. No, well, menstruating? I feel like they do. Andropause? Yeah. What? They, okay, they do. They really do. Oh, so yes. So I've been this whole The misconceptions <laughs> out there that keep people in the dark are that testosterone is a male hormone, estrogen is a female hormone. We both need both. Mm. Different quantities, similar ratios. In fact, women make 10 times more testosterone than estrogen for half of their life. Ooh. But who talks about that? Right. If you think evolutionarily, it's necessary. Right. Back in the Stone Ages, when you were young, you need to procreate, defend your tribe, forage for food. You have to you have to take care of your your tribe. But then by thirty, you're no longer that person. Right. You're the you're now rearing the the children while somebody else is fighting the battles and foraging for food. So testosterone drops off significantly for women after thirty. Between thirty and forty, you lose about fifty percent. I so knew it. I knew it. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. So the same thing happens with men. Men have testosterone dominance and estrogen in a narrow range and their tolerance of that. But as they get older, they go through a process of, of, of testosterone loss called hypoandrogenism or menopause. Or, menopause. Right. And what happens is they, their performance suffers and drops off just like women do. Um, but because men can produce testosterone their whole lives, that's why some can father children at 90 which I don't know why anybody would want to do that, but Sounds exhausting. They can. it does. <laughs> but many men will drift off. So typically after 50, they drop off significantly mm-hmm. right around the same time as women dropping off in their, in their hormone production. 
Interesting. So this is so just, menstruation though is a thing too, right? I Every mean, month, menopause. The man. You're talking about like hormonal changes where all of a sudden they're like. Uh, I always tell my partner, I'm like, you're menstruating right now. You're being a, like, you're being. This <laughs> is when he's really intense. Being a because like he, yeah. So, <laughs> this, is not, this is not a question. This is just a fact right now in my life. <laughs> yeah. We're, so we uh, curated this podcast to be just about us, just so you guys know. So you came here to just answer our questions. Okay. So we talked about menopause and menstruation. I want to ask this question about. April Umex said this when she came here last time. So she was on her show and she told us that you, Dr. Castillo, you back to yeah, she was you're one of the pioneers, one of the pioneers in a specific form of laser technology, or there's something that you and maybe some other folks did that is very unique in this field. Can you please tell, tell us more a little bit about this unique work? Sure, sure. How to narrow this down. So about 15 years ago, there was the realization that there's not enough being done for women's vaginal health particularly the breast cancer survivor. What do I mean by that? A lot of the vaginal health problems uh, that fall under the umbrella of GSM, genital urinary syndrome of menopause, lead to vaginal dryness, painful intercourse, urinary symptoms, UTIs, the gamut of anything that happens to your genital tissues. Well, the same process happens to breast cancer survivors at a much more accelerated rate. So they really do suffer. And because of the beliefs that they shouldn't have any estrogen because they're breast cancer survivors, they, they're not given options. So for them, they have no options. And they've started, someone was brave enough to kind of delve into new territory using lasers to restore vaginal health. So the concept of vaginal rejuvenation is this very nebulous term. It's vaginal resurfacing, vaginal therapy to restore the vaginal um, uh, characteristics, the natural uh, healthy form of the vagina back to premenopausal states based on histology. So that was done in a hospital in Italy 15 years ago. And they were true pioneers because who would ever think to put a vagina, a laser in the vagina to restore vaginal health when we've always treated it like scary. an organ, yeah. <laughs> yeah. right? So anyway, that fast forward, um, we started getting involved with early research and seeing how does this really work? What is the proper technology to use for this? And um, is this really safe for anybody who's going through menopause mm. um, or changes vaginally? So that's really where it all started, and that started for me about about seven, eight years ago. So this is related to the diva? <clears throat> this is related to any vaginal therapy. Okay. We have several devices in our office. Diva is probably our most robust, well-rounded device. And this focuses so primarily on the vaginal canal where there's a lot of musculature, right? Because a lot of folks out there aren't familiar with the anatomy. Sometimes I'm like, do you know where your cervix is? And they're like, <laughs> I have no idea. What's the cervix? And so it's not going deeper into like, does it, does it reach, does it touch so, the cervix? Is there, because there's, there's a lot of things that there's a lot going, going on, on in, in the vagina. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So th what lasers treat in the vagina is skin. It's not treating muscles, not treating the uterus, not treating cervix. It is really just skin. And if you're talking about just vaginal therapy, you're treating just the canal from the top to the bottom all the way down to the vestibule, just beyond the hymen. So the vaginal laser therapies really do restore health in a simple way. What happens when you injure tissue? You get new skin. You don't get old skin. So if you can control the injury in a way that's going to give you brand new skin, you have a menopausal woman that can have premenopausal vaginal skin through resurfacing, which is really outstanding because it's it's a game changer in how we treat women's uh, GSM symptoms. And, and so their experience <coughs> with that, like, and we've talked about a little bit with April Umek. I keep saying her name incorrectly, but um, we talked a little bit with her. And their experience with this is more pleasure. Her experience. 
Well, people know that people oh. undergo this ex- experience that the oh. lasers is more pleasure, more sensation. Variety of symptoms, you know, so vaginal dryness for sure um, leads to painful intercourse. Having pain and in, in intercourse don't go hand in hand. Um, it's uh, it's a complete negative feedback to the whole sex cycle. Um, urinary issues, UTIs, urinary incontinence, and then loss of sensitivity. Mm. The problem with um, with aging is that there's a negative impact on sexual function, whether it's because of just natural mechanical changes to loss of libido and hormonal loss to orgasmic response. So that's really what our focus is. And lasers were just sort of an entryway for us to get into this space. We really sort of doubled down into really getting involved in women's sexual health. Mm-hmm. And having Remy's input from a functional medicine standpoint really what rounds it out because we're not just dealing with aging and sexual function we're also wellness and aging Mm -hmm. because we're living longer we all want to maintain sexual function so really we should be rounding out not just treating the root cause but then rounding out their lives as they're moving forward in their health time for a quick break so we can tell you about our carefully chosen sponsors please stay tuned and buy their products because we only tell you about what we love and what we truly believe in and it helps keep this podcast free to you. So how do you apply that Remy then coming <coughs> in Dr. Castillo's uh, office that is now your your combined office? How do you bring the functional medicine in there with the sexual health? Like what does that that look like when you're working with a patient? Yeah, so there's a variety of techniques. One of them I brought. Ooh, wait, do we get <laughs> a diva right now? <laughs> oh, wait, we, we have that. We haven't tried it yet. We yes, have infrared. Um, so there's oh, the Joy amazing Lux. laser. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so the vaginal laser, the diva laser, which works really well when paired with other things that help to improve the function of the vagina. So we use topical estrogen because um, that's one of the things as our estrogen levels decline that's what can predict the vaginal atrophy which leads to dryness and painful sex so we use that for people okay vaginal atrophy which for everyone because some people are like what the fuck is that can you tell folks out there yeah so vaginal atrophy or another term for it gsm genitourinary syndrome of menopause is where our tissues when we lose estrogen in our body our tissues start to dry up they don't Mm. regenerate as quickly we lose the pliability and the elasticity and so sex can become painful we can see an increase of urinary tract infections we see a decline in uh, lactobacillus in the vaginal microbiome and so we see all these changes that just are on a downward spiral that can lead to really big things later on in life mm. so and that happens during is that pre during okay. it can happen probably anytime menopause is kind of a, a spectrum okay. so there's this whole perimenopause and so it can start anywhere from and, our, and it varies from person to person but anywhere from our, our mid to late 30s and then kind of continue on throughout the lifespan so that's what's been happening damn so, not for you oh you mean well you're like thir- okay i see well i see well saying, the yeah. vaginal what like the so it's interesting because I thought so vaginismus. That's a different. That's a different. Yeah, right. That's okay. the clenching of the pelvic that's floor. The clenching. Clenching. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Would you probably work with? We should well. talk about all of these things though. Because how much it, time do you have? I know. <laughs> I know. We're gonna keep these you here until yeah. ten p.m. to just saying there's comprehensive things that we can do. So the laser's one thing, and then you might add in also vaginal estrogen, and then you might use something like the V Fit Plus that I brought out here. That is something that somebody could do at home. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a vaginal exerciser with this amazing red light therapy, and so. 
all of those can complement each other. Okay, so this has the infrared, and right? It, and so it, we yeah. receive these. And it vibrates mm. as well? And, and it vibrates. Have you tried yours yet? Because mine's so sitting by my nights and I haven't tried it yet. I have it, it ready. I, it's charged. <laughs> I, just I actually want like, a I'll date night with someday. it. Yeah, me too. I want to have like a self-date Maybe night. we should do a FaceTime. We should FaceTime. Yeah. And then you join us, Remy, can we all FaceTime together? I will. So we'll give you a note. This is the clinic. I'll tell you how it was. Unused, but this is the demo for yeah. it's really cool but it's very sexy mm-hmm. and i haven't i haven't passed it out of the box but it looks easy to have in your body so the infrared do you have strong feelings about this infrared technology because i'm i'm dying to know about like this because susan bratton was on our show and yeah. talks about yeah. the for the cock and having the infrared the too, yeah and the, and the pussy as well however my partner used it for his cock and he's like is my cocking right now no oh. <laughs> the, the infrared we, we oh, she gave yeah, us yeah, yeah. um the infrared it was like a wrap around <laughs> and he said that it felt great and i and he used it th- for three sessions he's 55 and i don't know what the benefits are of using infrared but mm. i would love first to talk about that cock and vulvas and anything in between and then um I don't even know if we know. I have so many questions. They're just like, well, look, and like, they're we'll like, like we'll start with that one. Yes, yeah. please, please. So the um, the red light there. I'm not an expert in in red light therapy and, re- and some of those regenerative areas. However, there's lots of great early studies that demonstrate that LED wavelengths or red light therapy is what a lot of people refer to is um, help, very helpful in activating, increasing mitochondrial activity, which is what is responsible for a lot of our aging. So mitochondria are what responsible for creating proteins and proteins you know, is what makes the world go around. However, if as a mitochondria age, they are less functional. So the concept of photobiomodulation is what LED wavelength therapies are. And they've sort of branched into all fields now. And since it's still in the regenerative medicine realm, it's still considered a very experimental. There's not a lot, lots of studies still need to be done, but early studies show that there's some benefits. From hair growth to skin rejuvenation, you can wear it on masks or caps or full body ones. This is the only, well, not the only device, but this is the this is one of the intravaginal LED wavelength therapy uh, therapeutic tools that you can use at home on that, your own terms. That's exactly yeah. right, mm-hmm. and it's very safe to do. It has several options, benefits to it. One is the wavelength. The proper wavelength matters. Just having a red light doesn't do anything. So I can't just put a red light bulb and like mm. open my legs <laughs> not, so it's and not hang out. I have it's a red light bulb at home. And I thought about this. <laughs> like, <it's> hello. Not- <laughs> <laughs> no, it's different. Okay. Two, two, Fine. It increases the, t- uh, the temperature of the tissue to 42 degrees Celsius, which oh. in the regenerative, in the laser space, 42 degrees is where increased collagen synthesis oh. happens. Uh-huh. So that's a magic number here. 37 degrees and above is, 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 uh, and to 40, Seven degrees is collagen in, increase in collagen synthesis, increase in angiogenesis, so more blood flow, and uh, and that alone is a, a huge benefit for vaginal health. So for preventive needs, like our some of our younger patients or patients who are just starting to experience changes, or if they've already had therapies and they want to help prolong their benefits or main, or do their own therapy at home, it's where it's really helpful in that sense mm-hmm. in the privacy of your own home, and it's pretty safe to use. Mm-hmm. So this would be someone would come in, pro- probably do like the diva or something with y'all, and then this is for their home care after, mm-hmm. where it's like because it doesn't generally end, or just like if you did some sort of face treatment, right? It doesn't end then. Like okay, you're done. Like put on the sunscreen, put on, take care of your face. So it's the That's the exciting. continuation of this process to take care of your body. Um, it, so you you spoke to, so for penis owners. <laughs> 
Um, and you spoke to something that uh, your partner had tried. So the technology behind that, like penis owners can also do the same thing with the infrared light, laser light that technology. Yeah, what, do you call, what, do, what do we call it? It's for, for the cock. This is the V, the v, the v Fit Plus. The V Fit yeah. Plus. Yeah. That's for vaginal use. And then the the one that Susan Bratton introduced us to yeah. is the. It's from. I don't remember the name for it, but so it's supposed to do like it's supposed it, to help with like erectile so, stuff. Or my understanding, I'm not too familiar with the uh, red light therapy options for men. Okay. Um, but in theory, you should be able to use it anywhere okay. on the body. Oh. Um, we, yeah, there's, you know, there seems to be ever increasing number of devices and products out there now. Yeah. And red light therapy has become one of those very popular areas. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's lots of products from it as well. So exciting that we're in this time where we have <coughs> access to this, to just all these different ways to like, to, to be a vibrant sexual being from home. Yeah. From home. Yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah really? Just like zoom, right? You can just do it from home and you can do it whenever you want to. Um, so, okay. Question about uh, a fancy term, which I, I don't know if I already said the show, but I was trying to pra- practice er- read earlier. Ready to say it? Urogynecology. <laughs> what the F is urogynecology? <laughs> we can't say fuck anymore on the show. I was like, what the fuck is urogynecology? <laughs> urogynecology. It's, it used to be called urogynecology. Now it's called female pelvic medicine and reconstructive surgery. Uh, yeah, is there an acronym for this? Yeah. There is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There is. It's the most silly thing. There really is. It's one. called FPMRS. Okay, that, so that sounds flippant. <laughs> right. So it, it actually, over the last several years, it's finally made sense to me that that that's the that really describes what we do. But there's so much more nuance in that field within just urogynecology, all that goes involved. So generally, it was always focused on pelvic floor disorders, pelvic pain, pelvic organ prolapse, urinary incontinence. Mm. Um, but then, of course, its impact on sexual health. So there's there's those that are have interest in the sexual function part. There's the pelvic pain aspect of it, which is a whole other realm and really requires, you know, specialty knowledge. So it's the reconstructive part is understanding how the the, the female body and the recon, and the orientation of organs and the health of all those connective tissue supports within the cage of the pelvis work. And anything you do, whether it's time-related, age-related, trauma-related, can impact sexual function and its normal function, just like intervention can impact sexual function and any other function. So it's a huge leap forward in the way we manage a lot of the 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 common life events that happen in women that impact their quality of life. Mm. So having this this more robust um, approach to it, we're sort of like the quarter the quarterback, if you will, of a, of a team. So between colorectal urology and gynecology, and we kind of help everything work. Mm. Interesting, the quarterback. But wait, so but why? Why would prolapse why? happen? Oh, why? Well, these why? are these, these are yeah. So the bigger question is. Why is it that women experience these these problems, ah. and and what's the incidence of these things? And because people don't talk about it, only thirty percent of women ever mention to their primary care that they have any of their their concerns, whether it's something falling out of their vagina, urinary incontinence. Which, if you ask some patients, do you have incontinence? They say, Oh no, no, no. Which is sneezing I, and I, peeing, I just, jumping and peeing, laughing and peeing, or just not or, being able to control your bladder, or exactly. what what other things could could be considered incontinence? There's a variety of different types of incontinence. A, did, I, did I sum it up? 
You you, like, you did a pretty you know, good job. You, you, Elevator you, you pitch continents, I got it. You no, did great. Yeah, okay. and there's more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and there's yeah. more, and there's more. There's so many levels of incontinence, but the two most common type are stress mm-hmm. incontinence and urge incontinence. So those being, you know, just to give you an idea, 50% of women will have some sort of incontinence in their lifetime. Like lifetime, mean like to, until we live like to age 90 or something? Yeah, or 100? but okay. even... <laughs> but, 120? So mm-hmm. those who had children, 50% by the... Sure, within um, before menopause, mm. those who haven't had kids, fifty percent will still develop incontinence because of hormonal loss, vascular loss, connective tissue loss. So it's a very, very common problem. But who would know these things? Because nobody talks about it. Yeah. Well, so so Amy and I, so are we? We're we don't neither have of us have. He said children. we still have hundred percent chance. So we, yeah. <laughs> and I'm yeah. wondering. So if I can't hold my, so right now she's got a turbo bladder, bladder. By the way, I do have a turbo bladder. That's crazy. And and this is not about us, but there are people out there that might think they're not prone to having incontinence or I have I have like a really strong pelvic floor I can hold my bladder or I have to pee all the time so I know that like I can let out my I have friends that are like I've had kids but I'm fine with my like holding my bladder and never laugh and pee but they haven't gotten through the aging process yet though that's exactly right so and injuries happen usually with the first child but it doesn't manifest necessarily right away Mm -hmm. some it's right away some it's years down the road for example, another type of incontinence called fecal incontinence. So accidental bowel leakage mm. is a is a significant. Is that sharding? Are we talking sharding here? Th- that's part of it. Oh my god! Thank <laughs> you. But that's happened before. Okay, I, and, but it's probably just because you ate too many <laughs> <laughs> too many burritos. Yeah, too many burritos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there's worse problems because you know birth trauma. Mm-hmm. There's oh, yeah. you know a variety of types. There's those that are obvious. You know they've had large episiotomies, large tears. You can see that. You can fix it. The vast majority of those who do well. It's the ones that don't know that it happened. Mm. So they didn't have a full tear, but yet their anal sphincter is torn. But they don't know that because 10, 20 years will go by before they manifest. Whoa. Mm. Yeah. Really? So, so they're not having symptoms until they're manifesting, right? So symptoms 10, as they're aging. Years? Yeah. As they're aging, they're losing compensatory mechanisms, connective tissue support, and then hormonal loss. Wow. Right? So you have and no then, idea. And then all of a sudden, you're like, and then, what? Sudden, then it feels like it's sudden, but actually it was already happening. And for hormones time. are all tied into that. Oh, it's not just. Hormones are tied wow. Into that. See, yeah. that's something that you don't consider. So the hormones, so you're talking, we're t- there's like this, the, this, the invasive and non-invasive surgeries, but hormones can help with the process of the repair of these kind of things? It's a little harder Depends. to repair. So it's, hormones aren't the cause of all pelvic floor disorders. In fact, most pelvic floor disorders happen as a result of life events, chronic forces, constipation, chronic coughing, childbirth, um, extreme sports, right? So anything that's repetitive, chronic, leads to pelvic floor disorders could be prolapse incontinence for pain, but then compound that with time. And then age and then hormonal loss. So that's why it's such a common problem as women get older because it either happened already and it's going to, it's manifesting or they're aging and it's going to happen because of a loss of hormonal support. So when we talk about hormones as a, as a root cause treatment, it's more for the hormone related changes but the injuries already happened. Hmm. So those injuries sometimes require surgery, sometimes require physical therapy, sometimes require medical management. So there's a lot there's a lot of things that can be done in this area. It's just so much to talk about. And dudes are not 
out of the question too. Penis owners out there, they no. have to beware as well. Like they can have their own. They do. Right. Their own we actually, yeah, we talked about uh, a recent episode actually. We're like, can a penis actually break? Can you break a cock? And <laughs> you, like, actually, yeah. They can. You can. Yeah, you, you can. can. Um, I don't know if you, 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 so you're primarily working with. We're now coming out with a splint cock line. Oh yeah. The cock splints. Shameless sex cock splints. All the rage. Everyone's wearing it. It's really cool. Time for a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors who just so happens to be our absolute favorite lube, UberLube. UberLube is a luxurious silicone lubricant and it enhances intimacy. It's there when you want it and it blends in when you're done with it. So you have control over that lube. It's long lasting and leaves the skin extra velvety. And honestly, y'all, I want it all over my body. Thousands of doctors in the U.S. are recommending UberLube to their patients. It's body-friendly, less likely to change the pH, and it has vitamin E, so it feels extra moisturizing. There's a reason why we've been a fan of UberLube for years. There's no flavor or scent. It's even great for oral sex, everyone. But it's not just great for sex. You can use it for massage, your hair. You can prevent chafing. It even brings out the colors of your beautiful tattoos. And the bottle is absolutely gorgeous. It looks more like a cosmetic, so you can leave it anywhere shamelessly for easy access. Just go to uberlube.com and use the discount code SHAMELESS10 to get 10% off and free shipping. Again, that's U-B-E-R-L-U-B-E.com right now with code SHAMELESS10 for 10% off and free shipping. This podcast is also brought to you by OMGS.com. Join over 1 million people who are experiencing more pleasure with OMGS. They take scientific research of thousands of vulva owners showing techniques to pleasure that pussy. They turn this research into tasteful educational short videos, animated modules, and infographics. OMGS is for anyone who wants to learn about vulva pleasure or take it to the next level. Want to take your orgasms from good to out of this world? Then check out OMGS. Or if you're a vulva lover and want to up your pussy pleasuring skills, then you need to check out OMGS. I've personally been recommending OMGS to my clients for years, and it's completely changed their lives. They have three seasons, external pleasure, internal pleasure, and sex toys. It's not a subscription service, and you don't need to download a thing. OMGS also makes a fabulous gift, and your purchase supports more pleasure research. So just go to omgs.com shameless to get 10% off right now. Again, that's omgs.com shameless to receive 10% off unlimited access towards enhancing your pleasure power. The link is in the episode's description. But you're primarily working with vulva owning folks. Yeah, primarily, yeah. yes. Okay, yeah. but but it, but you have knowledge around this, you know, this other other world of other genitals and bits. Um, are you also working with like all the holes? Like, are we working with asses too? Or are you all just focused yep. on the vulvas? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep, absolutely. All all the bits and all the pieces. Um, okay, so I have a question for you about because I've always wondered this, and this is like a little bit a side note, but not really. Hysterectomies have always freaked me out a lot because I've always thought that when you get all of these parts taken out, your hormones are just all out of whack and you're not My mom had being. one at 33. There goes your libido. Your yeah. The sex is over and you are now just, you know, a human who doesn't really give a fuck about fucking. Is that true? Are there things that you can do? Like if I get all of my, if my uterus and my ovaries taken out and I think there's partial hysterectomies too. educate me on all these things. Can yep. I still be a sexual being? 
Of course, of course. So, yeah. You want to take that? Yeah, take it, Remy. Um, <laughs> yeah, so hysterectomies sometimes are absolutely necessary. Sometimes they are emergent. One of my best friends had to have one um, after childbirth. and But a lot of times they're able to spare the ovaries, and the ovaries are hormone-producing machines. So if we're able to spare the ovaries, then that's great. Then we still have our hormonal capacity. But even with that, sometimes somebody can have a hysterectomy and still and experience prolapse as a result of the hysterectomy. So that can be a part of that as well. So what would there be the reason why you would take out the ovaries then? It, would that be like you're having ovarian cysts and it's problematic or? Not necessarily. No? <clears throat> yeah, what would be the, so like, to take out all gen- the pieces? Generally, uh, so first there's a misconception that, that's constantly going on is that I had a partial hysterectomy. So a partial hysterectomy means that just the uterus, not the cervix, oh, was removed. Oh. A hysterectomy does not imply ovaries. Oh, so okay. a total hysterectomy, you can have a total hysterectomy and keep your ovaries. So meaning this uterus and cervix. And that's important because when you're counseling patients about whether they need pap smears or not, I need to know if they have a cervix. And if they have ovaries behind, do we need to continue monitoring for issues They there? still bleed if they have their ovaries or you need a uterus their, yeah. you need your you need, cervix and your ovaries? What do you need to bleed? A uterus. uterus. You need a uterus to bleed. Okay. Yep. Your uterus is the one. My mom had everything removed and she never bled again and she's yep. like... Yeah, but if you take a uterus. So you're taking hysterectomies, you're taking a uterus out, so bleeding is done, but you can still have a cervix and ovaries. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, so the issue is removing ovaries in a young woman leads to early menopause. So surgical menopause is very detrimental to health. In mm-hmm. fact, one study showed uh, lifespan being shortened if ho- ovaries are removed be- before the age of 55. Mm. So that's why only really ovaries should be removed in a young woman if there's an absolute need like cancer. Um or, or massive trauma, you ended up losing the ovaries for some reason. But it's generally you preserve the ovaries until 55 or older. Mm-hmm. But after menopause, when you're no longer having kids, the uterus doesn't provide hormones, just to make, make, make that clear. So the uterus doesn't provide hormones, it's only the ovaries. So you can have a hysterectomy and be fully functional meaning all your ovarian production, you'll continue to ovulate. You just won't have a sign of it. One question is, what happens to the ovaries if you remove the uterus? The ovaries have shared blood supply from the aorta and from the uterus. So when you have a hysterectomy and preserving the uterus, by default, you've lost 50% of the blood supply. Mm. So there is some suggestion that there may be earlier onset of menopause as a result of just having a, a hysterectomy, even if though you kept your ovaries, but there's no way to measure that. Interesting. Right? I just think it's wild that I don't know a lot about what happens when people are wrecking. My, my mom, when she had her hysterectomy at 33 years old, I remember when she said had ovaries as well. She had, I, I remember her getting, she told me everything. So back then, I don't know like exactly what, cause I was, I, I don't know. I was like, nine or ten maybe she thought it was everything but it's just the uterus i have asked her why they took everything she's never had a period or anything since she was 33 and now she's in her 60s and they didn't tell her they just took they just they just took it i don't know i mean that's a thing though not as much it is and i believe you you were there amy when i asked her about it and i've asked her about it again and she's like i don't know april i just trusted the doctors and then she's never had any sort of um, obviously cancer or anything in her reproductive organs after that 
but she's never had a period and she's never uh, the hormonal shifts, I guess that would occur normally in people that are, so she's never had menopause. I've never been able to ask her these things. And so it's confusing for me because the information I received from her when I was aging and yeah. as I've been aging are really weird because I feel like you want to go to your mom or you want to go to friends. And so I feel like I've also asked other people and they're not sure what is it my cervix or my ovaries or what it what what does what or what what produces hormones and i'm only voicing this because i feel like i'm an educated woman and i don't know so mm. i feel weird about even being like oh really you, i didn't know you that know who knows uh, that's exactly why <laughs> so i'm so thankful well, to have you here and i'm just i'm just voicing that so thank you for even in, enlightening me a bit with this so in you know, and probably remy would probably concur is that you know, it wasn't that long ago. The medicine was very patriarchal, mm-hmm. and hysterectomies were the most common procedure done. And it was it was seemed as a as an elective organ, right? But then, if you're there, remove the ovaries. They didn't understand what the consequences of early menopause were for women. And now that we're living longer, we're seeing the difference. I mean, the the the, the health conditions that are catching up cardiovascular disease, dementia, osteoporosis are all as a result of hormonal loss in part of, you know, not to mention environmental factors and, and poor choices, <laughs> yeah. you know, but, um, but you know, it's, it's a shame that a lot of women back in the day would have hysterectomies and not understand why they thought, Oh, cause they thought I was done having kids mm-hmm. or because, you know, the doctors thought that that was the best way to help them stop their period since they're done having kids. Mm. And it's just unfortunate that they didn't ask questions and doctors didn't weren't very good at telling back then. Yeah. But nowadays it's different. Hysterectomy volumes have dropped tremendously. And uh, my mom didn't even so know where her options. cancer was, by the way. She didn't even remember where it was. Right. It took every, like, I think that's fucked up to me. Wasn't there something with hysteria? Yeah. And females hysteria. were hysterical. So you take so it out. Take so the hysterectomy. Yeah. yeah where, you do a hysterectomy. But, that, but yeah. you know what? The vibrator solved all the problems. Right. That's where the <laughs> vibrator came from. You're hysterical. So we have to do this thing. It started with the hand technology, like a man using a hand on a woman. And all of a sudden they're not crazy anymore. Really? They were just depressed because they weren't having orgasms. Their husbands kind of suck. But, you know, and so then they started having orgasm hands. And then all of a sudden there's these big devices that are being used. But yeah, you would take, you do hysterectomy to me to and then now they're subdued so they can't yep. right. they're not complaining anymore or something you know i always find it f- amazing when you, you really look at history when is the most common time for women to have a hysterectomy to have their uterus removed it's around menopause why because as they're going through their erratic cycles their erratic cycles cause ranges from pms to depression in one month mm-hmm. and they're just going back and forth and their uterus is responding so they're they're bleeding like like you know they've never bled before so they're having a hysterectomy because of massive blood loss and and it coincides with what they used to believe is hysteria yeah it's they're going through this emotional roller coaster at the same time so why not take out the uterus it made sense in their way of thinking back then yeah but really it's they just need their hormones back yeah yeah or or they also need like a lot more support love which is this is going to be stability like a, yeah this yeah. is going to be like a last question but we're not doing the podcast quite yet but i'm just going to go into this right now which I think that because you all your work with people, I know Remy definitely does this because I've worked with Remy even before she worked with you. That is, it's very um, personalized beyond just the medical thing. There's like the you know how's your emotional life? You know, there's there's that aspect there that I think is really important. So, um, what is your top advice for folks who are going or in a 
relationship with someone who's going through hormonal changes and they're hysterical. They're going through menopause. <laughs> they're crazy or menopause or all of the pieces. You know, how do you support someone when you're seeing these body shifts? You're like, hey, just you're batshit and you're going through menopause right now. Or like, you know, how are you someone that is really supportive in yeah, a way that is you helpful? Care, can, can, can you help them? Yeah. How, yeah. Is there a way to help them oh <laughs> lovingly? God. Yes. <laughs> I feel like there's just so much education, just kind of learning. One of the things I use in my hormonal consults is I say I have the squiggly line graph and it's got a squiggly line of estrogen and progesterone. And it talks about how during our reproductive years, those might be in a really good balance. And then there are teenage years, everything's crazy. And so I have my patients who have teenagers at home. And then if they are in menopause or perimenopause, then we see that estrogen and progesterone just get all cattywampus. We might have really high levels sometimes and really low levels other times. And that's when we get things like the really heavy periods, worsening PMS. And then we might also get sleep disruption as a result of progesterone just trickling away. Then we might get start to get hot flashes as we get lower and lower levels of estrogen. So it's kind of a time of chaos. Um, and so just being able to understand that and educate yourself and then seeing what you could do about it. There's a lot you can do and there's a lot that we can do in perimenopause to help reestablish the balance. So what I say? So I'm not crazy. Hey, partner. I'm, uh, so I'm going through the pause. and <laughs> It's not, but sometimes... I'm wondering if you could pause with me. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, it's, and when people say that, I kind of have been... I don't... I'm going to be shameless here. I've, I've, I've been getting offended about it a little bit where I'm like, I'm not perimenopausal. Uh, one of our close friends said that, and you've said that, Amy, to me. And I'm like, no, I'm too young. And, and I get it. It's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. It's not like it's not you're saying something bad about me, but I did think it was negative. And I want to I want to shift that within my own brain. And I also want to shift that for anyone out there, because to me, it felt like when people when I was younger and I was bitchy, when I was like before I got my period, they're like, are you getting your period? And I was like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and now I feel like I'm with that with perimenopausal. And I'm like, no, but I want to delay the effects of my body not responding how I want it to hormonally to be able to be sexual. I want to not be a fucking asshole sometimes out of the month. And I want to like still, because I don't want my body to start to, to degrade. You want, you, oh, you want, you want to keep on being juicy. I want to keep on being juicy and sexy. Well, so my question is like, how, like how can, can I do that? Is there a time when that it's, that is the, the optimum time? Like, how do you know when, when is the time? When do you go to Dr. Castillo's office? Yes. Sure, <laughs> sure. No, this is, this is uh, perfect. There's so many directions we can go with this. So the, here's, here's the, the reality is that you, you mentioned something, everything you just mentioned, you've prefaced with want, I want to keep lubricated. I want to feel normal. I want to stop being bitchy. I want to start feeling better. These are wants. But when you go to your doctor's office and you go to your, your, your insurance for clearance and authorization for things, they're looking for needs, mm-hmm. right? This is a want. So this, and, and yes, this is normal. This is, so the first thing I always tell my patients is, is one is to validate what they're feeling is that this is normal. This is correct, but doesn't mean you have to accept it, right? How you age is your choice. And if you have options, let's take a look at those. But I'm not. You're not going to hear from us that that. Well, this is the way it is. Well, of course you're going to feel this way. You're menopausal. Of course that's happened. You had kids. Those are just events in a, in a person's life. Shouldn't define them. And it shouldn't define the way they live the rest of their lives. So 
by by validating them, hearing them out, giving them options, letting them know that there's choices. Now they can make all the choices they want and they can be happy with those choices as opposed to just saying, well, here's a prescription for antidepressant. You'll be fine. You'll mm-hmm. get over it. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, just throw a pill at it. Well, and that's, remember, Rumi, when I called you in the last like six or eight months, because I won't name names, but I went to a doctor because I, I felt like my libido was on the lower side for, I'm 38, and I felt like it was kind of this, it, it had been there for years, and it'll, it'll go up with like that natural, like I'm walking down the street and just feel horny sometimes. Was super rare, and it was this. And I know I'm like a co-creator of my my libido and my arousal. And I saw a again not naming names, but saw a gentleman here somewhere in Santa Cruz, and described this. You know, and that I'm unhappy. So it was a want. I call him a dude. It was a dude, a dude. And I, but it was a want. But and he was like, well, that just sounds normal for you, and that's just how it is. And I was like, well, he didn't say that's how it is, but that just sounds normal. And I and said I can't go to the insurance companies and say this is actually a problem, like, but it is a problem for me. That's a really you just click something in my brain. With the yeah. want and the need, thing, it is, which it, is it, interesting. So, but it is a need for me because I'm a sexual yeah. being and I want to be very alive and I want to feel and live to my optimum potential. And I know people who are 38, 45, who you know, you 50, who don't feel this, and I feel this, and so I feel like there are things that I can do, and I'd like to check it out. And you know, so that's why I was like, Remy, I'm mad. I'm coming to you now. <laughs> and and since then, since coming to see you, and I'm doing the testosterone cream right now, but I'll be on the. Well, that's when I was bitching to you. You were like, <laughs> yeah. text Remy. Yeah. And then I text you and yeah. now I'm going to get my, because I want, I do, I want to feel balanced. We're taking it. So we, as, as people, when we have access, so if people don't have access, then I, I want to have, you know, have honored there, that yeah. because not everyone has access, but we have access to that. We're at this time and place where we can access this and, and take this in our own hands or, you know, take your hands on me and, and give me some creamer pellets. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and I'm grateful for that. I'm so grateful to not have a man tell me you can't be this and this is how it is. Get used to it. Instead, I have, well, there's this nice, you know, six foot plus uh, bald man here who's saying, <laughs> no, you actually, yes, this is normal. And you also have other options. Yeah. And then I have Remy here who's like, yeah, you could be whatever you want. Let me help right. you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I just, I just love, I'm so grateful for that. And I, and I feel so much more juicy and alive in my body. And I only know it's going to get better. <laughs> Are there options for folks out there? What, what do you think if they don't have access to you two beautiful humans that are helping not only us, but everyone in this community, in this area, what do you, what do you suggest the first kind of steps would be? I think there's starting to be more and more options. So I think there's starting to be more of a realization. I love that both of us both came from mainstream medicine. And I think it's really inspiring Dr. Castillo's story where he was working as a urogynecologist, working on all the structure and then realized there was such a hormonal component that was, that was not being addressed. And then there was such an intimate wellness um, area that wasn't being addressed. And so I think that we're going to start seeing it more and more. One of my patients recently said, Oprah's going through menopause. And so now she's going to bring national attention yes. to this. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it takes. So are you ladies too? I mean, oh. your, your podcast is amazing. It's been really inspiring for me in my journey. I wanted to mention that as part of my path in terms of looking into working in intimate wellness and, and saying like, oh, this needs to be talked about. I need to address this with my patients. You're the so perfect person. We're too. all doing this together. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I consider it a new sexual revolution. Yeah. So women's sexual health is becoming a much more um, uh, prevalent or common discussion, conversation. It, it used to be taboo, stigmatized. You don't talk about these things. And if you ever go to your doctor's office, oh, but that's not a health problem. That's a that's a lifestyle choice. And that's unfortunate because it's an important part of life. It's part of, part of relationships. Um, 
so there's a lot more interest now. There's societies out there. The international, I always get this wrong. The ISHWISH, so International Society of Sexual Health and Study for Sexual Health in Women. Something I always get it. Yeah. ISHWISH, just call it ISHWISH. ISHWISH yeah. um, I mean, it's an example. But there's, there's so much more. And now with internet and social media, there's much more recognition and acknowledgement that you don't have to just you know, keeping quiet. Mm -hmm. So it's becoming much more of a common conversation. So there's options, there's growing from devices to, to peptide therapies to, um, uh, you know, even the increase in, um, uh, in sex therapists, mm -hmm. you know, so there's lots of options really depending on what the, where the problem is, what the condition is. And maybe in, in 20 years we'll be at a place where insurance will cover, you know, your great sex years. therapist five and years. hormone replacement therapy or five, five years or five 10 years, years or something. Years. And, yeah. you know, maybe we are in that revolution. Like, I, I love that idea that we're getting into that, that place of, of uh, embracing what is available to people. And it's, we're not living in just, we can't, we can't, you can say Dr. Steele, you can talk about the patriarchy. We can't hear because our listeners hate it, but you're a man. So you can say it. So. <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah. cool. So I'll just say, oh, the haterade uh, yeah. <laughs> out there, but, I'm, I'm super grateful where we are now. But you know, it's not just men. Mm -hmm. It's not oh, just men at yeah. all. And yeah. it's and it was a little disappointing for me to hear. I remember as a story that kind of really fostered my my commitment was um, many years ago when I first left my past life and went into private practice. And we started getting busy. And I ran into a colleague and she asked me how things were going. I said, wonderful. Just not in a way that I was expecting. And she said, what do you mean? our sexual health side is really taking off. That's where we're, a lot of our patients are coming for help. And she said, um, well, if that's not a first world problem is, I don't know what is. Oh, and wow. shame. Yeah. Okay. And I was in it, but it made me realize that we're all subject to the same thing. Doctors, mm -hmm. male or female, we only know what we know and we're trained to think one way mm -hmm. and sexual health is not a big part of it. So the longer you practice in that world, the long, the deeper those beliefs stay and that's why there's not a lot of information out there when you go to your when most doctors. Yeah. Because none of us know how to talk about it. And that's why we have these specialty fields, just like what we do, or there's sex therapists, aside from a therapist who, you know, your traditional therapist only needs like 10 hours of sex education, whereas a sex therapist does a lot more. And so for you all, you have chosen to spend a lot of time, energy, and focus and continued education to this day and beyond to focus on the sexuality field, uh, whereas some other folks in similar fields are not doing that. And it needs this. I want, I want to ask something before, because I don't want to end, end this right just a second if there are prompts anything for p folks outside of this area that you could encourage them to ask their practitioners if they're if they're feeling inspired to go and talk about their sexual health are there any questions that you would suggest for those folks to ask out there even just general things because it's difficult to find mm -hmm. the words sometimes I know that I have found it difficult to find the words whether it's about hormonal imbalances or sexuality because to be like I don't want to have sex with my husband anymore not like, even that, but like something with their body, because I know that's general, but like, is there something that comes up that people, because I think that Dr. Castillo, you mentioned it and Remy, I know we've, we've talked about it too, where it's like, what are the prompts? Like, because doctors will go through the things, um, when you're in there, they want to make sure you're healthy. But yes, so I, I don't know if well, you have any yeah, suggestions. So how do you, how, how are you saying, how do you as the client or the, the patient, patient inspire yourself? You're well, asking, how would what they, is their prompts? If there's prompts? any prompts, like, or if they have Not anything. the doctor's prompt, but their own personal prompt. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. Um, that's a question for you. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's, it is a little bit challenging because it really depends on who the listener is going to be. Mm. You don't know who your provider is going to be. And they may be dismissive or they may be, they may be helpful or they may recognize that 
that it's a need, but they just don't have the tools, which is fine, but then maybe send them off. So I think the first thing that I would recommend, because it's, it's, it's hard to predict who you're going to see, who's going to hear you, is to be a self-advocate and be committed to what you want to improve. So if the problem is, mm-hmm. Doc, my, it hurts to have sex. And I'm avoiding my I'm I'm avoiding my 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 husband and he's an angel and he's being patient but it's not getting better and it's and this is ruining my sex life. It hurts. I need this fixed. Orgasmic decline. I don't know where my orgasms went. Can you? Do you have any idea of how to help that? And if they don't, see if they can re- help you refer out or do your research. That's why we've really been successful is because it's hard to educate all the physicians out there. But you can reach out to, to clients and we reach out using their terms. Mm. So if you name whatever the condition or concern is and Google it and you'll usually find us or somebody else who's kind of been comfortable in this space and will use the same terms. And as just joining, I joined Dr. Castillo about a year ago when I was in primary care. I just didn't have the tools. So somebody would come to me and say painful sex and I would say, OK, I want you to use a, a pea size amount of topical estrogen twice a week and cross your fingers mm-hmm. and and let's let's look at relationships and here's some antidepressants here's some bupropion those those are the tools that i had and so there just is not available and now i still subscribe to some mainstream medical journals and so i just got an article sent to me recently called no expiration date for sex how to talk love to your it. patients about sex <laughs> and so it. it kind of brings up all the different things that that the way that physicians and primary care providers, nurse practitioners can talk to their patients about sex. So there is a conversation happening in that world. Yeah, that's it. So there's there's room for physicians to learn how to inspire the conversations. And it's not guaranteed that they'll say everything. Like I've gone to various therapists and not shared everything about my mental. I'm I'm coming from I get so shy when I go like I I am in the field of sexuality and I get fucking shy. So that's why I know folks out there my midwestern self comes out and i'm like oh i don't need to talk about sex because i should know all of this stuff or oh i'm married or oh i have kids i should know about my body because i've had these things so that's why i like to ask for prompts because i feel like as from the professional side you may have more information that would help folks feel more confident or comfortable, which is what you want when you go in to talk to your doctor, depending on who it is. And it's about finding the right provider if you are capable of finding the right provider. And if it is someone that you have to have because that is what your insurance or where you are allows you to, then there are questions that you can that you can hopefully direct them to help you in the best way possible. And I would also yeah. say scheduling an appointment. So if you want to talk to your healthcare provider about that, scheduling a point, an appointment specifically to talk about mm, that because somebody might come with, with no, no, 16 no. Yeah. things and, yeah. and your healthcare provider might have an agenda. I've yeah. got to get your mammogram ordered. Uh, I've got to get your colonoscopy. And and I know you need to talk about this, but let's schedule an appointment for that. So prioritizing it and make sure, making sure That's, it's a priority. smart. Because a lot of people yeah. are like, oh, I'm already there so let me throw in all this other stuff you're like we have 20 minutes and i have to see 18 people today yeah i always got remy for at least a half an hour but i remember (laughs) remy would mark me as it was it wasn't a high maintenance patient it was like i had (laughs) complex complex patient yeah i was complex i have a genetic disease though but she's like so will you tell them to mark you as a complex patient and so i got like (laughs) half an hour i'm using my genetic disease (laughs) when i can yeah even if we're not talking about it i'm like i'm a complex patient everyone so but but i like that you're saying like schedule this other side thing just to gear, so be geared towards for it. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, don't, 
if you treat it as an add-on, that's what your provider is going to treat it as uh, an add-on. And then you'll feel empty like or, or right. like you're not it's seen not gonna and be addressed. cared for. Yeah. The economics of medicine today dictate that they see X number of patients in a given day just to keep the lights on, yeah. which means that there's no room for extras. So if you want to have an appointment about this problem, make an appointment about that problem. Otherwise, it'll, it'll be added on. They'll say, I'm sorry, there's out of time. Yeah, yeah, that's so helpful. Thank you for that prompt, Chip. That's really, yeah, really I smart. Just, I, and I just want to put out there, thank you both for the work that you're doing. Really, thank you. And I just want to invite the world, I, I don't know, manifestation is a fucking beast of an animal. And to just have a world where everyone can have access to folks like you both and also to worldwide acceptance for our changes in bodies where we don't need a massive amount of money to try to like be the humans that we want to be. And that's something that I hope that we can achieve without me crying because yeah. I had to eat the hormones. She's like, where's my pellets? And if you all want to go and if you're somewhere in the Bay Area or not in the Bay Area and you want to get close to the Bay Area, so we're in Santa Cruz, you all are located in Los Gatos. And I have, I've worked with Remy in person, but also I've been able to go online, but I'm assuming we have to establish a relationship in person. Um, and if you're somewhere else where you can fly out, but how can people find you, work with you, and what are the offerings? Is it just seeing you in your office? Like how can people get more of Dr. Castillo and Remy Payet? So we can do some telemedicine consults. So we can certainly look at somebody's hormones um, via telephone call, um, order labs and things like that and mm. give somebody an idea of, of what's going on with them. And then we can order some things from, from pharmacies to be able to help people. So that's one option. Mm -hmm. um, seeing in person is always best. And I know people do fly in and come from all over the place, drive hours to come. Mm -hmm. see the practice because yeah. Dr. Castillo has created a really unique, safe place to talk about all this. So it is worth a trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we, um, yeah, we're, we're very blessed. We have um, patients that come from all around, but you know, we, we try to make things accessible. There are patients that live in our, our thing. I think our longest, our furthest distance patient came from Guam. Wow. Um, wow. But we've had patients from different parts of the country, uh, Canada, Mexico. Mm -hmm. And, and it's not because we're, um, I mean, there are other specialists out there, but I think, um, we've just created a good space for patients, but there's lots of options. Sometimes we can manage them by, you know, through telemedicine only. There are things that we can prescribe that can be sent to them. You know, whether it's, uh, because of hormonal loss or because of orgasmic decline or, or other health concerns that we can usually manage by phone. If it's something that requires physical intervention, whether it's surgery or laser therapies or, or PRP therapy, then um, we'll have them arrange. We come, we have them come in. Uh, we plan everything for them so that when they show up, they already have everything scheduled for them. Mm. Uh, they come in one day for their initial consultation. If it's a surgical intervention or a therapy, it'll be scheduled either the same day or next day. Mm. Um, blood work we have done ahead of time before they even get here. So by the time we even speak to them on the phone, we have a lot of information. We also offer, um, especially for those that live remotely, from us, we have a 15-minute consultation just to screen, get an idea if it's something we can help with. Because it's, I don't want to, I don't want to force people to come all the way to see us for something I may not be able to help them with. So give them an idea, and if they feel comfortable with us, they feel much more comfortable getting on a flight and flying in. Mm -hmm. And what's the website where they can find all of this information? Mm -hmm swanmd.com mm. I know because I just I'm actually <laughs> yeah. tomorrow yeah she's going there tomorrow oh, and two weeks I'll be after I was there last a, week okay. it takes a minute to answer <laughs> blood work because I'm going to send it in and yeah. I'm really I'm 
I'm so excited to have this. Uh, I actually told my partner. He's like, really? Yeah. He's like, this is happening. Yeah. You're not you going to be a total <laughs> see you next Tuesday before every uh, period. We have yeah. hormones for men. Too, oh, so it actually, come oh, too he you might. Uh, you don't say his name. Uh, you might need to come on in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I'm down for that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, and if y'all don't have access, I would just say, like, if you take anything from this, and there's so many pieces here, but I think one thing that y'all are really saying is like advocating for your health beyond what you might be asked or shown. Um, in the basics. The, yeah, the basics. Yeah, if you're feeling it's, there's it's above like, and beyond yeah. a little bit. If you're feeling there's something that's really challenging for you and someone's saying that's just how it is, it might not be just how it is. Yeah. And you might be able to advocate for that outside of your doctor's office. Yeah, a lot a lot of us get caught up in what's whether it's covered or not. Mm-hmm. Because we've been all indoctrinated and trained to believe that it it only exists if it's covered by insurance. And the reality is this these are quality of life issues that sometimes insurances don't prioritize. In fact, for some things you cannot indicate loss of libido and be paid. Mm -hmm. So you have to find another indication for it, for the visit. And then that'll just be an add on diagnosis in order for the visit to be, to be covered by insurance when you go to a a doctor's office for any of these these things. That's why I was starting to cry earlier. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, let's just have a world where it's okay. Right. So, um, you know, I I like to just point out that um, insurance decisions, whether it's covered or not covered, has a lot to do with economics, Mm -hmm. not to do with whether it's necessary or beneficial to help patients. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's why I I, I strongly um, encourage people to be self-advocates. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some tools in there that April did a nice prompt to help you to be your own self-advocate. And you all gave some really good uh, follow follow up questions in ways that also um, medical professionals can advocate as, as well. And um, yeah, there's really helpful information here. And I think this is going to be a continued conversation. I mean, we have to end this one right now, uh-huh. but we, I, it seems like we're constantly learning more and more about hormone optimization, about sexual health and wellness, about these conversations that can happen in the doctor's offices and outside to this vibrating thing that has red light technology. You tell yeah, me the name of that do, one more time. We're going to do an What's Eiffel Tower on FaceTime pe- uh, while we use yes. it together. Ah, yeah. Turn can people order <laughs> yeah. that on the website can they order this toy or, or a device they can okay um, we don't have an active e-commerce site okay. but you but we do mail order they can find a way okay mm-hmm. actually so, we know susan bratton has access yeah well no we're gonna create some videos with them okay. right now so if you okay. are watching us oh, on tiktok and uh, on instagram watch us with our laser beam <laughs> a laser beam vibrator it's gonna be fun <laughs> well i want to say thank you again to both of you dr castillo remy paillet who's in our book we've quoted her she's quoted our book yeah she did such a great job (laughs) of just being an incredible human to advocate for all humans and Mm -hmm, thank you mm -hmm, dr castillo mm -hmm. can't wait to see you and if we probably had met with you you'd be in our book too but it's too late now okay (laughs) book if we write book two yeah we we said we'd kill each other if we ever said that (laughs) in person and now it's happening but we really do appreciate you both so thank you and to Mm -hmm. all of our humans that we love our shameless sex revolutionaries I'm not crying anymore because I'm going to have my hormones stabilized soon. <laughs> but I'll cry now. It's okay to cry. Crying is a good thing a little. It's, it's okay it. to cry. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right so. okay. I feel good about yeah. it now. Uh, if you haven't done so, please, I'm inviting you. <sighs> Come to our party on iTunes oh, and Spotify. Come to our party. Um, just rate us five stars. It helps folks out there learn more about hormones about life about sexuality about it this is a free resource about for all of you man, about man about menopause <laughs> about menstruating about being a fucking human on planet earth it can be hard but it can also be beautiful so mm-hmm. 
Rate us. It just helps more people find you and find me. All right. Five stars. Amy. Yes. I love you. I love you too. All right. (laughs) We'll see you next Tuesday, y'all. Ciao for now. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com.